Welcome. This is my truth as a platform for honest, open conversations. The stories I share or that others share are often not spoken about or discussed, but once told, I believe they have the ability to shine a light on another perspective or a much needed conversation. These stories may make us laugh, some may make us cry, but together we will learn from one another and begin to heal. Because walls need to be torn down, masks need to come off, stories need to be heard in order for our truths to be told. This is my truth. Will you tell me yours? Hello, hello, podcast world. Welcome back to This Is My Truth. I am your host, Jessie Sherleff, and today I'm excited to introduce my friend, Nicole Edwards. We have this just really magical conversation around like effing the handcuffs, like really growing into who you are and shedding a lot of the shoulds and the people pleasing but also acknowledging that it's not always easy to do and the steps and tumbles and back steps that you one takes when you're going through that the word that's coming to mind is metamorphosis in terms of who you currently are and changing into you know who you are meant to be or the the you that feels most aligned to you in that moment and I'll read a little bit about Nicole's bio um, in a second but I also wanted to give you a quick update. So you, if you're a longtime listener, you know that the podcast is over a year old. We've hit over 100 episodes, and I've been pretty consistent in launching episodes on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And I will admit over the last probably like month and a half, maybe even longer, two months, I haven't been as consistent in dropping the Tuesday episodes. And... There's a reason for that. Part of it is I've been in a flux of transition myself. So we actually just sold our house in Chicago at the end of June and are in the process of purchasing a house in the Boston area. Um, And we're spending the summer on Cape Cod at my parents' house. And it's just been a lot of transition and lots of feels. And I've really been letting myself just be and feel all those feelings and do all of those things and what sort of came to me the other day was you know if fuck the handcuffs is my theme for 2021 I felt really like that I should be putting out all this content and the reality is I I want to enjoy this summer with not really having a ton of expectations and a ton of you know I just want to be I want to be present and maybe it's coming, you know, the summer, coming off of sort of like COVID and um, the post-COVID hangover in a lot of ways. And also um, it's summer and just that that season of, of resting and enjoying. But I am going to, um, over the next few weeks, be re- um, 
launching some episodes that have aired in the past. Uh, and we're going to pick up again in September with, uh, with new conversations, new conversations on Tuesday with my truths, new conversations with, um, people that I've been talking to over the last few weeks and it'll launch again in September. So the summer month will be a lot of, um, reflecting and enjoying and just being, and I have a lot of really exciting ideas, but I need some time to just be and reflect on those ideas and actually start to make action. I think that like I've spent the majority of my life go, 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 go. And it's only been over the last, I don't even like, I think being over the last years being even generous, like over the last few months where I've really let myself relax and and live by my own rules and not the rules of those around me that I think I should be living by. So I'm sharing all this now because I believe in transparency and I had sort of uh, my aha moment last night as I was sort of thinking about, oh, like I was beating myself up for not putting out a Tuesday episode. But I also think it really aligns with the conversation I had with Nicole and that thread of as women in particular, the shoulds of what we should be doing, you know, what we think that other people think that we should be doing, but really as we grow and come into our own and really building our own rules and saying F the handcuffs, well, that's what life's all about, at least for me right now. So a little bit about Nicole. With a professional background in mental health and talent development that spans over 20 years, Nicole has been a catalyst for growth for people and organizations working with thousands of individuals in educational, corporate, and nonprofit settings. Nicole dedicates her life's work to cheering on others to live and to work from a space that reflects their personalities, values, and talents. With her inspired approach to teaching, Nicole has been afforded opportunities to design certificate and leadership courses, facilitate corporate retreats, speak at international conferences, write for well-known online publications, and land a spot in a bit on the big red dot with her TEDx talk, In Your Eyes. In 2019, Nicole created Edwards Authentic, a vision brought to life by providing transformation experiences for professional women. Through insightful content, workshops, and retreats, Nicole aspires to create a sanctuary for women to flourish in their personal and professional endeavors. As a passionate, lifelong learner, Nicole is currently working on her doctorate at Florida Atlantic University. She holds a certified professional in talent development, CPTD, designation, the pinnacle of achievement in the talent development field. It doesn't surprise me that Nicole has all of these achievements under her belt because she's genuinely just an amazing, amazing person. And I appreciate the authentic conversation that we had and, and the vulnerability that she shared with me. Um, and I just, I really, really enjoyed our conversation and I know that you will too. So as always, let us know what you think. What was your biggest takeaway from my conversation with Nicole? Let us know on social media at this is my truth podcast or shoot me an email, um, or just reach out. I hope you enjoy our conversation. Hi, Nicole. I am very excited to have this conversation. Thank you so much for being here with me today. Thank you so much for having me. I am excited to dig in and I like to start these conversations with the question, what is the truth that you would like to share today? The truth that I would like to share today is about being curious in my own life and challenging my thinking. 
Ooh, I love this already. Tell me more. So like everybody else, you know, we go through ups and downs in our lives and some things are really painful. And I've had my fair share, like I'm sure you have and, and others. And I feel like the pivotal moment in my life happened when I started to just be curious about it. Be curious about what's going on. And then how does that then pave the way for me to find the understanding and the tools that I need to, to live a better life? I appreciate you you sharing that. And I think similarly, when I started to recognize and be curious for myself. And, and it's funny because I come from a world of sales. And so I feel like I've always been curious about everybody else, but very rarely curious about myself. Right? It's really easy to, to yes. not, um, you know, that's when I started to, to better understand where I was and where I want to go um, and unpack things that had happened to me in my life, moments that had happened to my life that I just shoved down and, and never dealt with. So I'm curious, you know, what has that, you mentioned a few pivotal moments, like what has that looked like for you as, as you've been through this journey of being curious with your, yourself? I think the first time that I was really kind of struck with this idea of being curious was um, when I went through a divorce. And so about 12 years ago or so, um, you know, nobody anticipates going through that. And you always think that you're going to be the statistic on the right side of the equation, right? Mm -hmm. The one that's going to make it. Um, and you have, you're in it for all the right reasons. And I have um, twins. So I had, you know, young twins at the time. I just thought that I had all the things that I needed and I did everything um, mostly right. And that's not what happened. So it forced me into a place that was completely unexpected. And anyone who's been through something unexpected like divorce or, or someone um, dying, um, I feel like the two are sometimes closely related. And um, it, it, it makes, yeah, it makes you really, um, of course you suffer, right? Of course. Um, but it's when I got curious is when I started to kind of see things about myself that I had been avoiding. And I'm curious what, what it, huh pun intended, they're not intentional. Um, you know, what did that look like for you? Like when you say get curious for yourself, what did that look like? Well, it had, to, it had me to spend a lot of time by myself, right? Um, I was a young mother when this all happened. And so at the, at the time I was a stay at home mom and inside of the four walls of my house and kind of like not that much adult interaction. And so sitting sometimes in the quiet and not having the, the other aspect of my life to deal with had me face some hard truths about maybe choices that I was making, maybe things that I was ignoring um, the way that I was showing up in relationships with other people. Um, it made me to really dig deep in my own family history and wonder about what had happened in my family on both sides and what did their lives look like and how did those things unfold. And when I got curious about that, there was a, a, a commonality in that as far as, you know, family history and such, um, and also really thinking about mental health. So I feel like for the first time, I, I had to come to face to face with my struggles with anxiety um, and how that was showing up um, in my world and how it was affecting my relationships. 
how how is anxiety showing up for you? Oh, so I have I have managed anxiety for a very long time, probably dating back to I recognized in high school. Um, and back then I was in a really rigorous high school program, um, the International Baccalaureate Program. I don't know if you know about that. Um, it's very stressful and strenuous. And I just, you know, brushed it off with, it was the stress of the school. And I would have episodes of TMJ, hair loss, you know, heart palpitations, the whole thing, racing thoughts. And I just attributed it to the stress of it all. Um, and then as I went on to college and graduate school, it became more and more apparent. Um, and I would cycle through these episodes where I, I couldn't function. I, I was not functioning fully. Um, and, the, and the moments where I wasn't functioning, I would push people away. I wouldn't want to have any engagement with the outside world. And I would kind of be in my little hub to kind of minimize you know, the input because I was having such a hard time managing myself. And so at that point, I feel like I, I tried supplements and vitamins and I, I probably, I think at that point I did try some prescription medications, but I could never find the right mix. And so I just managed it, you know, as best as I could and just thought because it was cyclical that the times where you feel good, you just think, oh, well, I don't have to worry about that anymore. Yeah. And you don't realize how much, you know, it was affecting me, but it was also affecting the people around me. There's so much of what you're saying that I, that I can relate to. And I think so many people and, and women in particular um, that I, I think can, can relate to what you're saying. And, I'm, and you know, you, you mentioned like how you're showing up for both yourself and, and for those around you. I'm just curious, like when, when, you, when you think back to those moments in your life, you know, how were you showing up? What was that like? I, I think I am highly critical of myself, which means I'm highly critical of other people. So when I am anxious or in a moment of anxiety, uh, I can be extremely hypercritical um, of others uh, and trying to kind of garner a sense of control somewhat to kind of make it where it's even again. And so that stresses other people out because they might be trying their best to meet my needs and meet the needs of other people in that case, you know, back to, um, you know, I was speaking about the divorce, um, you know, me meeting my children's needs and all of that. Um, it shows up as hard to live with. <laughs> yeah. I, first of all, thank you. Thank you for sharing all of this. And I have recently come to realize I tend to be a very anxious person in high stress situations. And I, I think I knew that subconsciously, but like, I didn't actually realize it. And for me, I have a, a five and a three-year-old. Um, and I used to just deal with everything. Like I, I'm very good at building up walls. I'm very good at numbing mm -hmm. myself, very good at compartmentalizing. Part of that made me really good at my job for a very long time. And so while I thrive professionally, I was like struggling personally, but didn't realize it. And, um, and I, and I think that my, as you were explaining sort of how you're showing up, I was like, oh yes, yes, yes. Like I, I've been there, I get it. And um, so just thank you for sharing. Yes, of course. Um, something that you said, two things that you said 
resonate with me um, being really successful at work. I am definitely one that, you know, some might call me the workaholic. I really enjoy hard, you know, great, excellent work. Um, I think that's one thing that fills me. So in that aspect of my life, I do excel. Absolutely. I totally resonate with that. Um, And then the other thing you said that you were good at numbing, I think for so many years, I didn't even realize how much I was um, relying on alcohol to calm me down, even if it's the seamless or, or the the couple of glasses of wine, right? That seems pretty normal, especially if you're a working person and you come home and you enjoy a couple of glasses of wine. But when you continually do that, you know, day after day after day, and then maybe a couple extra on the weekend, when you zoom out, you what you're really doing is numbing. And what I was doing was numbing. So I had to figure out this isn't healthy, right? This is not a healthy way to address this. I don't quite know how, you know, what, what the specific mix for me, and I'm still fine tuning that mix. Um, but I knew that alcohol wasn't the answer for me. Well, thank you for sharing it. And I can definitely relate to that too, especially again, like I said, in the career in sales where you're constantly going out, right? Like it's, it's socially acceptable. It's socially acceptable from a motherhood perspective. Like think about everything we've seen from a COVID perspective over the last year and a half. Like I just recently learned about this, but like wine o'clock, I feel like mm-hmm. I was under a rock. Like I had no idea. I was like, what is this? <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know, it's, it's, it's a socially acceptable numbing until it's not, which is the interesting thing about, about that vice. Um, and so I appreciate you sharing that. Thank you. Um, what was, what was coming up for me, you know, as you're, as you're sharing your story is it was really hard for me to be curious. Like, I remember the first time someone said like, be quiet with yourself. And I was like, "Mm, no, thank you. (laughs) Like, no, thanks. I'm good. Um, you know, and, and you mentioned that, you know, you were, you were a stay at home mom, you had this time for solitude. And it's interesting because I think if I were in that situation, I would be like, what's the 9,000 things I can do to busy myself. So I don't need to be quiet with myself and, and be curious. And so two questions, one, like, can you relate to that or were you comfortable in your own silence? And if so, t- tell me all the things, like, <laughs> Yoda. Um, but two, like, you know, I'm, I, I'm, again, I'm just curious, like, what did, what did that really look like for you? Um, if that makes sense. Yeah. So to answer your first question and uh, to speak about the 9,000 things, absolutely. I still think that I have that within me. And now I'm more aware when I'm doing too much, I need to pull it back. And people that know me and are going to listen to this are going to laugh and say, Nicole, you still do too much. <laughs> but I still think that I have, I, I'm better than I used to be. Um, so then, so there's that part of it. And then secondly, at first, when I started to be curious, it didn't look like me being Zen and just quiet. What it did look like is to consider criticism. And that sounds so foreign um, to people. I wrote an article one time that says, try it on, criticism looks good on you. And what I was trying to get at is that anytime you get some type of unpleasant feedback, and I don't mean like people that are just being flat out mean and you know, I I don't mean that, but when people give you either constructive criticism or sometimes unsolicited criticism, I feel like you owe it to yourself to just try it on. Just, just try it on and really 
find if it fits or not, or if any pieces of it fit. And if it doesn't, that's okay. You can throw it off and you can move on. That's fine. You are, you are in charge of deciding what fits and what does not fit. But if you're really honest with yourself, there might be even little facets of within that said criticism that you can use as a mirror, right? And also kind of like a, a challenge to move into. So now you have something to consider. You know, maybe I am too critical on those around me, you know, let me dig into that a little bit more, right? And let me think about the ways and experiences, what people have said to me, and then it's up to you to make sense out of it, right? Mm -hmm. And I feel like once you start looking at those types of things, you might start to see a pattern. And those patterns lead you to a deeper understanding of yourself. And once you understand yourself, I feel like that's where you can step forward into healing and the tools that you need and understanding and all of those things. I love that. I, my, my team, when I was in corporate, used to always make fun of me because I, I would say like feedback is a gift and they'd be like, feedback fucking sucks. And, <laughs> and, you know, I always like not to put a corporate spin on this, but like, I think it's so true in life and, and in work. And I love what you're saying around like, try it on because you're right. Like you, you can take the feed, the feedback or the, the criticism or, um, and I have like a filter, right. That I sort of, I'm like, okay, like, was this solicited or not? Is it someone I trust or not? Um, and how does it, how does it make me feel? Is it triggering me? Like, in a way that like, oh, like there's something there mm-hmm. or is it, um, you know, like it just totally feels like completely off. And it was it a one-off, like you're right. Now that I'm like talking through my own process, what I'm like failed to realize as I was doing it is like, I was being curious, right? Like you're, you're just asking why and why and why. Um, so I love that. That's, that's great. I, um, I also love what you said about the mirror and for me, I, I have said that my children are my mirrors. Mm-hmm. Like they are one, like, you know, they pick up on all of the shit that you don't realize. <laughs> and you're like, Absolutely. Oh um, but two, for me, what I started to realize was, you know, I grew up in a, in a very loving family, but a family that didn't talk about hard things. Like we didn't talk about emotions. We didn't talk about, um, illnesses, like, we just, we just didn't. Um, and I think that led to a lot of my wall building and my numbing. Mm -hmm. And when I started to see my, you know, then three-year-old, she's now five, um, starting to be like, well, why are you crying? Like, and I'm like, oh, but like, I want you to cry. Like, so why is it not okay for me to cry? Like, and Mm -hmm. so, um, I just, I just love that because, um, I think there's lots of different ways to have mirrors, like they're your kids, the people that you're surrounding yourself with, um, you know, work, all of those things, I think are ample opportunities to sort of look in the mirror and, and be curious. Absolutely. Absolutely. I can see the same, you know, in my own life from, you know, my children, especially to they're now 16. 
So I have 16 year old twins um, and they are just absolutely wonderful. Everyone that hears that I have 16 year old twins are like, oh no. And I'm like, no, oh yes. They are (laughs) such wonderful, amazing young people. Um, But they, they do, they continually challenge me and help me to see things that I sometimes miss. Um, And it's just so wonderful. And then work, absolutely, and relationships, both friendship and romantic, absolutely. Yeah, I think that's, it's so, it's so interesting. And and when I think back to like my own journey in life, right, it's, um, I've often said that I was just going through the emotions until I wasn't. And so I'm, I'm curious when you think about some of those pivotal moments in your life, when you started to get curious, mm-hmm. you know, what has that, like, does that resonate with you? And if so, what, what does that sort of journey look like for you? So there's a couple of key things. Um, the divorce is for sure. I feel like that is the thing that cracked me wide open and made me even, you know, willing and able to receive the what 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 was life trying to teach me because I wasn't getting it obviously before then um you know but since then um as you know when I think about my children as you know it was hard being a mom of two babies you know and then a single mom of two babies and then as my you know my son developed I have a daughter and a son my son um, we found out that he was on the autism spectrum so that propelled me in a whole different journey one that was unplanned and it was I mean completely transformative but it was difficult and so many things happened during those years that I didn't even know how I was going to get through but I did right and each incremental step taught me something more and more and more and revealed me to me. So, you know, every step of the way. So that comes to mind Um, being single, right? So from being in, not in a romantic relationship or anything that was longstanding for a long period of time, about 10 years was brutal at some points, especially when you have friends that are married and thriving in their careers and they're on vacation in Hawaii and Europe and all of those things. And and I wasn't there yet because I had, first of all, stayed home. So I was kind of like four or five years behind. So not only was I single, I wasn't where I thought I should be, you know, in my career. And uh, those were some really hard times. But again, those hard times helped me to get more clarity closer and closer and closer um, to understanding all the things that I feel like have helped me to be successful today. Right. Mm -hmm. So, so I feel like those, those things, you know, I, I am now in a relationship, which is, I didn't even think it was going to be possible for me. Um, And it is continually challenging myself, but in all the good ways, like, I feel like now it's, 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 I've come to a point where, yeah, I've learned so much and I will never stop learning. Um, but it, it's in a better, it's in a better, more, I would say, you know, more evolved level of myself. I think that's amazing. So the question that's coming up for me is who is Nicole now? So I think a couple of things come to mind. I am wholeheartedly able to show up as I am in the moment. Um, even if I have a, a couple of moments of anxiety, which even I think I had with you before we started, but as soon as I got over those couple moments, I was okay. 
Whereas before I probably would have been stuck in that anxiety and not able to show up um, because I do have kind of a deep seated, uh, I, I mean, people have called it like people pleasing where you are trying to do your absolute best to make sure that you show up the way that you think people should, or they think you should. Um, so I think I, I show, so that's one thing I show up whole, like myself and I am able to voice things that I would never have voiced before. I am able to um, have boundaries and voice those boundaries where I maybe didn't in the past. Um, I, I am, I'm just unapologetic, you know, with kindness, but, <laughs> but myself. Um, and, and that is just, I mean, every, I feel like we all want that. We all want to be able to do that in this world in our spaces, in our families, in our relationships, we want to be able to do that. And so I think that that is a, a, a triumph for me. Um, and, I, and I remain curious and that's okay. I will forever remain curious about everything, especially things that pertain to myself. I love that. And so many, many levels because what I'm taking from that is you've learned to advocate for yourself and be able to stand in your truth. I'm going to let Chris start crying. Um, because I think I'm curious, like, how does that make you feel? It, it definitely feels like a burden is, is relieved you know, but it also does have its moments where I wouldn't say fear, um, but I still have, it's like before you go on stage, right? You still, I will always have a little bit of butterflies before I go on stage, no matter what, no matter if it's 300 speaking engagements in, right? It's kind of like the same thing. Um, but the, the ability to step over that, it feels like a, a triumph every time. I've used that word before here with you today, but that's what it feels like. It feels like, yes, yes, I'm, I am stepping into that. I'm choosing that again and again and again. And some areas of your life tend to be harder, right? So I might be able to do that really well at work. And I've been exercising that for a number of years, whereas maybe in my family, not so much just because of the dynamic and, you know, the way that it, it's structured, um, but getting better at that also. So I feel like once you have it, you know, you're, you're trying to do something or try out something new in one arena of your life, it makes it easier to then apply those same things to other areas. Oh my gosh. Yes. I, I so know exactly what you're talking about. And I'm curious cause I just had a recent situation. Um, so my, my oldest daughter, uh, she has sensory processing disorder and um, has also recently been di diagnosed with ADHD. Mm -hmm. And so I've had a few instances recently where I've been advocating for her from an inclusion standpoint with schools and other parents. And just, just last week, I had this whole situation where, you know, I, I had to advocate for her and it made me very uncomfortable. Like mm -hmm. all of my old shit camp was coming up, right? Like, mm -hmm. well, we're like leaving. I'm not dealing with the school anymore. Like, it's not my problem. Like why, you know, like, I don't want to ruffle any feathers. I also am a recovering people pleaser. And I, you know, I sent the email and it was like, I wasn't an asshole, right? Like I was advocating in a way that was, um, 
needed and coming from a, a, a place of um, love in a way, that's not necessarily the right word, but like, but still strong in mm-hmm. advocating. And what I realized after that, like I had had this like emotional like, breakdown after it, because I also then had to follow up with the, the mom that sort of caused some of it. And again, like similarly, like was not an asshole, but was, was strong in my truth. And I realized that like, it was almost like that feeling of triumph. I like that saying of like, mm-hmm. it's almost addicting right? <laughs> like, yeah. in a good way, in a good way. It, but, but also the recognition of after it happened, like I was like riding a high and then I was like, oh, like the coming down from it was also hard for me too. And yes. so thank you for, for sharing what you just shared, because it literally just helped me sort of like put a bow on a recent experience for me. So thank you. Of course. Thank you. I, I, and as you're speaking too, as a child that has autism, um, I'm thinking of circumstances where I had to be vulnerable and, and sometimes that even pushes you past where you would have not necessarily done that for yourself, but now wow. you're, you're in a position that you will do that for your children, but you're still you. Um, so pushing past that. And then it's almost like I resonate with that down, that, that feeling like, and then you're, you're second guessing yourself. Oh, was I too harsh? Was that the thing that I was supposed to do? What if I ruffled somebody else's feathers? And then you're like, no, 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 no. I was standing in the truth. I was advocating for my loved one. This is what needed to be done. And I stand in that. Yeah. Yeah. Completely, completely. And I also really resonate with, um, being like, it's so, I've always found it so interesting, but I'm, I'm, grateful that you said this where like you can be good at it in other areas of your life like I always said at work like I was really direct and opinionated and <laughs> and then like I was not in light in personal life and I could never figure it out but it's it's interesting that I like how you framed it of like it's the same muscles as how do mm-hmm. you put it in in other situations and knowing yes. that um you know it's harder but that's okay yeah absolutely so thank you yes um well, I could literally talk to you for, for the next like seven hours, but I want to be respectful <laughs> of your time. Um, so Nicole, thank you so much for, for sharing your journey and, and sharing your truth and for, for just being vulnerable and, and open and honest. I really appreciate that. I thank you for having this podcast, having me on because this is pushing me also. I'm speaking about this whole concept of doing that and this in and of itself is helping me to do that. So thank you. Thank you. How can people continue to follow you on your journey? So my my website is Edwards Authentic. So my last name is Edwards, Edwards Authentic. And then you can find me on all of the other platforms with the same um, handle. So on Instagram, it's Edwards Authentic. And on Facebook, it's Edwards Authentic. And you recently had a book. Yes. So recently, uh, we, me and uh, 15 other authors um, launched a book called The International Women of Color Who Boss Up. And we um, just, well, not just, the week that we released it, uh, number one bestseller on Amazon. So we're so excited about that. Thank you. Um, Just really incredible stories of women who are taking their own lives by the reins and moving into their dreams and their goals. Um, Really incredible stories from women all over the world. And um, 
there's more information on my website um, about that. And it's called International Women of Color Who Boss Up. Amazing. Well, Nicole, thank you for this conversation. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed this conversation. If something in the conversation resonated with you, please, please share it with a friend that you think needs to hear this conversation. Feel free to tag me on social media. Let me know how you're listening, where you're listening, and what resonated. Tag me at This Is My Truth Podcast or feel free to shoot me a DM. And because we're a new podcast and this shit matters, I would love for you to leave me a rating and review. Tell me how you truly feel. This entire podcast is about vulnerability and authenticity. So let me know how you really feel and give me some feedback. I really appreciate it.